podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to the second, second show of the Spurs show for this week. Hope you had a, a wonderful week. Uh, this Sunday afternoon, we're back at the lane. Tottenham play Dirty Leeds, uh, 4.30 kickoff live on Sky. Joining me to talk about the game from BBC London, Nick Godwin. How are you, Nick? Yeah, very good, thank you. Looking forward to this one. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. See what I did there? See what I did? Cat Lucas returns, the author uh, and journalist for the eye, the author of the wonderful Tottenham from the Lane, story of Spurs and N17. How are you, Cat? Yeah, good, thanks. Hi, Hi, Mike. Thanks for coming on. And Mr Paul Coit, who a little dicky bird tells me... Yes, what? ...could could be doing something this Sunday at White Hart Lane. Could be. Could you be back? Is he back? I I could be back for this game. I could well be. I'm waiting for the call-up. Apparently, a, that could be a Spurs show exclusive. I want to there say, I, I hear I'm in the squad. That's what oh, really? I'm saying. Really, you're in the squad. So we'll have to see. There we are. There we are. They could just be about Willie Morgan. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, no, that's uh, probably what it is. Yeah, there yeah. we are. The world famous home of the Spurs. Uh, right. So this Sunday we play Leeds United. It's lovely to be back. League football. Just to remind us where we are. We're currently sitting in ninth place, uh, I believe, with 16 points. Uh, Leeds are 15th. Leads this season of 1-2, drawn 5, lost 5, goal difference of minus 7. Nick, surely, surely three points for Conte. Come on, Nick. <laughs> well, there's every chance, because Leeds are not the Leeds that, that kind no. of made, made the huge impact when they got promoted. I did their game um, against West Ham uh, mm-hmm. at, at Ellen Road earlier in this season, and... Um, yeah, it was curious. They've, they've got a lot of injuries. Um, yes. I, mean, I, think, I think some of them are coming back, but they really are kind of depleted. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Uh, <laughs> um, and yes, you'd have thought that, that if Spurs can can create, you know, a remotely satisfactory number of chances, Harry Kane's going to score them. Um, but, you yeah, know, the interesting thing about that Spurs, uh, that, that Leeds-West Ham game is that even when Leeds have loads and loads of injuries, they still try and play that kind of high press, go for it, be elsewhere way of doing it. And if they haven't quite got the players, and if the other team has got anything about them, you are able to kind of pick them off. And that's what West Ham did. They scored a very, very late winner that day. So um, uh, I haven't seen Leeds since then, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think they're, they're back to sort of their full strength. So I think, you know, expect Leeds to be Leeds, but just not in the same with the same kind of destructive power that perhaps, you know, if they'd have played them six months ago, because that, yeah, that would be my, my take on it. Having seen them already once this season. Cat, last season, I remember onto Jose, uh, a a sort of fully foot Leeds team came uh, and we picked them off. I remember they started really bright with all God. I think we beat them three nil. I think we just beat them really, really easily. Even Mourinho's tactics sort of sussed them out. So you think Conte would have enough savvy uh, now to sort of do the same, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, it, it ought to be an exciting game because I think that game, people were saying it will be an odd one because Bielsa's so open and, you know, flowing yeah. the ball and then what was it going to be like against Jose? And no one expected Spurs to go out and win, you know, 3-4-0 or whatever it was. But um, Conte, this is... The, I suppose it's difficult that he hasn't had many of the players because obviously they've, they've been away from the last fortnight. But it ought to be, hopefully, this... You know, if Everton was 
almost a bit of a, a dead rubber because he hadn't had the time. Now he has had a couple of weeks with at least some of the players in the squad. Do you expect that, you know, this maybe is the first time to see some of his ideas being instilled? And Yeah, I mean, I mean, Paul, he's had, I mean, it's, it's Kat said that, he's had some key players with him now for a couple of weeks. And Dombele hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, Deli Ali being one hasn't gone there. I know, you know, some have gone to Wales and the South American players, but even the England players got back on Wednesday this week. So he's had probably about three days training with, with, with them. Do you think we'll probably, injuries aside, look at the same lineup that he played against Everton? Or do you think now uh, there's talk if he might reduce, there is talk about maybe Undembele maybe in that 10 position, uh, a few journos and sort of surmising. What do you think he might do? I don't know. I think I think there's something's got to be with, uh, done with Ndombele because, um, again, we're talking about last chance saloon. For me, um, I, I, I got to see more from him. I know there's this. I, th- I know there's a lot of divided opinion uh, amongst him, but I, you know, I just want to see more from from Ndombele. I really do, and and I think. Yeah, you know, I've just got a lot of hope. I think that the main thing, it's the same as Delhi as well. And, and of course, both are going to be still be at the training ground throughout. So they're two that he's going to have been working with, I would imagine, for the whole time of the international break, which would be the main two that I would want him to be working with uh, because there's others where I'm not too, you know, I'm not. Harry Kane doesn't concern me, you know, it doesn't concern me. The, the thing is, um, about Harry and 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 then this might be slightly controversial amongst a lot of people that be going yeah yeah he's not himself and he doesn't look right it's because of this move for me I, I feel that it's he wants to be all things to all men at all times he's he's thinking well I mean let's face it he's the best midfielder we've got he's the best striker we've got he's probably the best defender we got he's probably going to be great in goal but but and and it's like he's not getting the help that he needs and I just hope that Conti will look at this and I and I think it's going to make a difference the fact that Conti's come in um that I think Harry is actually going to think you know what we could be onto something now um because he did but like I've said before I said I think I said on the last show he believed in Mourinho and and then it got to the point where that didn't work out you you look at um Nuno and I don't th- you know I'm not putting I'm not guessing what what Harry was thinking but I don't think he would be thinking that that's the impressive manager that we want. Whereas Conti, without doubt, is the best that we could possibly get. But also, if we go back years, and and, and a lot of people dot the board for for this and that, and it's the wrong manager and it's the wrong choice. Pretty much, when we go back over a long time, each manager that is the one that's been appointed, probably apart from Nuno, I think I'll say. Uh, seems to have been the best manager that was available at the time. Okay, people complain about Mourinho, but. At the time, I mean, he was everywhere all saying, okay, it might not be the football we want, but the man's a winner. You know, you can say the same about um, Juan de Ramos at the time. You know, he was in Seville. He was doing hugely well. And they'd gone out and it was the picture in the paper that they'd gone out to court him over in Seville and bring him over. That didn't work out. But at the time, he seemed like he's the right guy. Whereas now I really do think that this is one. Oh, I reckon we'll win the double next year is what I'm trying to say. Let's go to a very, very quick break and back in a second. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. 
from dope 250 watt city bikes to Harley Bobber inspired 750 watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back for the break. Uh, don't forget premium content, including a daily news show, X-Player interviews. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Um, quick reminder, December the 10th is our big Christmas show at the 100 Club. Chivers, Mullery, Jennings, Pratt, Perman, Beal. Go to xmas.spurshow.net for all the details. Nick. Hold on, Mike, Mike, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to interrupt. Can I ask a quick question? Can I ask Mike, can I ask you a quick question? Please. Did you not think of getting Paul Trevelyan on for this Leeds game? The, 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 the man who invented, who, of course, spurs through, through the artist, who invented the sock tags. Funny enough, Paul will be at the Spurs Show Christmas event. Oh, he will great. be there because one of the books was selling their minds to see the glory he has done pictures for. So Paul will be Fantastic. at the Christmas show. This, well, I'm not a plant, by the way, am I? I'm not a plant to be able to no, do this with you. No, not at all. Not at all. But he was Beautiful. the guy when, when, when Leeds played in the early 70s, they had those little sock tags with the numbers. That's right. And it, it was in the glory game, wasn't it? And he Absolutely. was the guy that came up with it. Absolutely. Bring those Nick back, Will- that's what I said. Exactly. Nick, what I want to ask you, there's certain players that Tottenham fans hope will see see something of now under Conte. Uh, one of them is Doherty, the, the Irish uh, uh, wing-back who played extremely well for the Republic of Ireland uh, um, um, sort of, uh, last week in the internationals. And one player now back in training, supposedly fit, fingers crossed he stays fit, and you've probably seen him a lot, is Ryan Sessegnon. Surely Sessegnon, the way he plays, his style is perfect. He, he, Antonio Conte. Well, you'd have thought he was he was the the best player at Fulham by a country mile. Saw him play saw him play a lot, and he just he was doing it all the right way because he played loads of games for Fulham. That was one of the slightly frustrating things when he moved to Spurs. And um, when when he did speak to the media, people were sort of saying, "Oh, you know, have you, have you, what, what, you still think you've got stuff to learn?" I'm I'm sitting at the back going, "He's played like a hundred games for Fulham in the Championship. <laughs> Set up a winner in a playoff final. You know, 90,000 people at Wembley will not phase him. You know, he's he, he he had a terrible time towards the end at Fulham with 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 Ranieri and then moved to Spurs and then Pochettino left. So yeah, I would I would I thought he was a tremendous talent not and again people sort of thought he was the new Ashley Cole he's nothing like Ashley Cole you know he's not athletic but he's clever he he reads the game beautifully you know and he's he's a he he, he was a fantastic talent at Fulham for so long so I would find it enormously satisfying if a, a Spurs manager could get a tune out of him and again as you've been saying both of you Paul and and, and Kat as well you know if it's if Conte's not going to get the best out of these players same with Dombele I mean every Spurs manager needs a crack at Dombele a couple mm. have have tried and it hasn't worked you've yeah. got to give Conte and I think Conte's got to give himself a crack at Dombele because again if football was played on paper Don Bele would be the best player in the Premier League. So it's it's got to happen. And yeah, with, with the new fresh manager, let's hope both of them do well. Kat, are you uh, like a lot of Spurs fans, sort of sometimes stupidly optimistic when you see there's an opportunity? I'm thinking that I think the top three are, are given. It's going to be, you know, whatever the permutation is, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, Man City. But that fourth place, Man United, it looks like as we record the show, Solskjaer is staying. 
uh, at United, which I think is is a blessing uh, for Tottenham. You look at the teams around us, um, West Ham, uh, Woolwich, um, possibly one or two others. Do you Have you now got a feeling that, you know what, if he puts a bit of a run together, there's no reason why in his first season we could be getting Champions League football or am I being an idiot? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's anything to do with you know slight optimism. I'm always slightly hesitant to do with Spurs. However, I think the the fact that he's come in and the fixture list is quite nice between now and sort of the new year, um, and we've got a few a few of the the nasty ones out the way. So there there is a possibility there, you know, to start putting a bit of momentum together. And like you say, there's no kind of obvious candidate for that fourth. Spot, you know, there's. I know West Ham have done well the last eighteen months, and and Arsenal. Hopefully, that's some kind of a bizarre fluke that they've suddenly started winning and, and looking. Quite Haven't really beating anyone impressive though yet, Arsenal. Yeah, they, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, so why not? You know, with, yeah. And and I think with Conte as well, that's that's the thing for him. It's it's such a for hit from his perspective. It's a new, you know, he's he's not going for titles, which is typically what he's been doing or, you know, then obviously with Italy as well, he was expected to do well. So I suppose for him, you know, a top four would be the minimum that he would expect. And I think like we said, you know, he turned it down in the summer. He's taken it on now. So he must expect that we can make the top four. You know, I don't think he would be taking this if he thought we'll be in the UEFA Mickey Mouse, whatever, you know, next year again with uh, with respect, you know. So I, I, you'd like to think so. I mean, you hope, Nick, that he's not doing this just for the money. He probably doesn't need the money. He's got a great reputation. Uh, he doesn't want this, a bit like Mourinho, to be the only club he's been at where he hasn't really won anything. Surely stuff was said with the board. There was uh, a transfer Kitty promised to him in January as well. He, he's only, I think, only at Bari where he's come in uh, as the season started in his entire career. He must, he knows Paratici obviously very, very well. They must have already kind of thoughts about identified certain players they want to get in certain players they probably think they're going to move out um he's he's, he's surely he's got to think he could do something here i think he, he must have owed to have been a fly on the wall during those negotiations because we'll only really find out some of the substance of those discussions in january it's going to be fast as yet again with tottenham they're, they're serving up this fascinating um, you know, linchpin of this because in January, if there is, we'll get a real sense of what was negotiated and what happened. And yeah, if they bring in the right people, uh, and if Conte can't, you know, the two key players you mentioned, Deli Ali and Don Bell, if he can get a tune out of them, you know, those teams that you mentioned have all got issues. West Ham are doing brilliantly, but they are very reliant on one striker. And if Mikel Antonio breaks down, you know, they haven't got any other strikers essentially. Um, Arsenal haven't really proved themselves yet. In you know the higher echelons, um, Manchester United. Who knows? Um, so yeah, there there is an opportunity, and as you say, Conte is a bright man. He's very aware of his own value. So there must have been arrangements made. So yeah, I think can I, can I reserve judgment till January comes? Along? Yeah, mm. ha, I just I just have any of you see? I mean, the Tottenham um, website and Twitter people. But has any of you seen the extraordinary video? of Daniel Levy sitting with Conte as Conte is telling him all about his backroom stuff. You've got to go and see it. It is one of the funniest things you've ever seen. You've got, obviously, there's a camera. So Levy's sitting there nodding and Conte is there going through his enormous backroom stuff and what they all do. And the best one, he talks about his brother and he says, I'm not going to do an accent. He says, uh, um, this is my brother. He makes the videos. 
uh, he comes in, my brother, and he makes the videos of the games, and we look at them. Just makes the videos. It was the audience. You can see Levis obviously mentally adding up all these wages. Going, mm, yeah, mm, okay. You're thinking, honestly, it's well worth watching. It's like some sort of weird skit. Uh, right, let's have a prediction. Cat, predict, embarrass yourself now. What is the score going to be this weekend? Tottenham leads. Two... One. I nearly went for the 2 0, but I thought that was slightly optimistic. So 2 0 to Spurs. 2 1. 2 1 Spurs. 2 1, yeah. 2 1 Spurs. 2 1 Spurs. Paul? 3 0. Oh, hello. Spurs. 3 0. Wow. And Nick? 2 a brace from Harry. Uh, can I go for two one as well? But can I say can. can I say a late winner for Tottenham? Oh, I think oh, because, I because I Lee, I'm sorry oh, to put you all through it, this. Nick. No, but but Don't you know, Leeds tire. Leeds yes. tire. And that so just make sure that if, if they send them out that, that you know they're gonna play for ninety minutes and they play like they can, then they, they could well win the game. So for all those all those fans in the, in the, in the West End, then basically you're going to say just don't leave, don't leave, don't go to get the card just nope. yet because there's okay. Stick around. That's my <laughs> advice for Sunday. Stick around. I'm going to go three one Tottenham. I think it's going to be very very tight. We might even go with goal down, uh, and then it'll be two one. I think Nick's right. We're going to tie, and then they'll be going for it, and we'll do it on the break. Three goals, and uh, nice. I think uh, I, I think well I think Kane will certainly be on the. Uh, score sheet that's it we'll back next week uh who's with me next week uh theo is here next week with uh ex-director darren rockman the musician jar wobble and experts physio john sheridan who also has a book out talking about be a lot of gaza stories in that book isn't there john sheridan's book great show that's next week with theo delaney uh, once again, Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's so lovely. I hope you'll you'll allow us to try and get you back on oh, maybe it. later yeah, in the season when we're fifteenth in the league or something. And um, we've got Tim Sherwood is managing us again. Uh, <laughs> I'll Lucas, definitely come back for that. Yeah, I will exactly. put me on for that one. That'd be brilliant. Cat, thank you very much. Will you come back on the show later on the season? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. For oh, having bless you. Lovely. And again, if you haven't already got it, Tottenham from the Lane, the story of Spurs and N seventeen. Pitch Publishing, go and order it now for Christmas. And Paul, I hope to see you on Sunday. I hope to see you on the pitch, welcoming whoever your famous dignitaries are. Bring back Coity is what we're all saying. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Thank you you for having me, Mike. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. See you all. Until the next time. Hey, Spoo! If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show... Check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.